Good afternoon. It's Friday the 6th of November. We promised you another update with the Human Results podcast. Wow, Alistair, there's a little bit gone on between the last podcast and this one, hasn't there? Yes, Ben, uh, we've seen a pretty dramatic week. A U-turn in terms of furlough scheme. Basically, we've gone back to August now, which um, is great news for those employees still employed and indeed their employers. Furlough pay uh, has gone back to 80%, up to that £2,500 maximum. It's a big relief for many. It's easy to be critical of the government to say that... um, A lot of people have probably already lost their jobs before that happened. But equally, you know, I've had some clients in the pub trade who've um, changed their uh, intentions and have hung on to staff a bit longer. So he has saved jobs. I think we're going to see some greater detail on the 10th. We're back to the job retention scheme that we saw in in August. Um, You can flexibly furlough where you still may have a need for employees to, to undertake some work. Obviously, that's unlikely to be in hospitality, but I've spoken to some clients who, for example, have still got hotel rooms, which are quite busy with business travel. So staff are needed to serve takeaway uh, breakfasts and evening meals to uh, to hotel rooms. It will hopefully um, hopefully put the brakes on some uh, some plan redundancies, although undoubtedly quite a few redundancies um, were taking place out of necessity because of the increased onus on, the, on on employers to pay in times when they just didn't have enough work. And what do you make of it being until March? Well, I think it's uh, really a reflection of the double dip reception, a recession that's now uh, this, that we're now facing. And also, of course, it keeps options open to see where the R rate is in December and decide whether, in fact, we're going to have to carry on with um, with further lockdown restrictions. Interesting to see with Wales what we see. I think they have, uh, the Welsh Assembly have uh, assured businesses that they will be back on Monday. And you might remember Stuart and the, from the Hall Inn, as I understand it from Stuart, they can resume um, food and drink indoors, albeit people have to book a table and uh, that table has to be a maximum of four. Uh, unless it's the same family bubble where I think it can be it can be bigger. They've been assured that that will resume, um, notwithstanding the fact that parts of Wales have not seen any significant drop in the R rate. Some of the Welsh valleys are still saying pretty bad to me. But uh, they're, they're back on Monday. That's not to say that come the following Monday, with the assurance of the UK-wide furlough scheme now available again, that we don't see further lockdowns in Wales and indeed in Scotland. But I'm not a politician. I'm a humble employment lawyer trying to uh, make head of uh, and tail of what's going on. Capable of change again, but uh, Wales will resume. Um, so, Ben, if you fancy driving to Wales for a pint with me on Tuesday night, <laughs> then you're off on key, key worker duties. <laughs> As you know, I'm, I'm editing a magazine in the motoring industry, and the motoring industry is no restriction on the motoring industry. So I am in an office three days a week. But the phones are quieter, but the news isn't. The amount of press releases we're getting saying we're still open for people. It's just that awareness out there. So it, it does feel like a different lockdown this time. Yeah, the biggest worry for us yesterday, for, for us yesterday was the fact that it was this, the new furlough scheme is till March. And is that reflection of where we're going to be at in March? You know, are we just settling in and, and bunkering down? I mean, the thing I, I think about as well is, of course, is they've got to, they've got to open up retail December the 2nd for the Christmas rush, haven't they? Otherwise, 
we're going to see. Otherwise, they drive everybody to Amazon and uh, and the high street, which has struggled for years now, is just uh, irreparably damaged. I'm sure, but again, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make any political statements on that. But yeah, you're right. As a male shopper, I still prefer shopping online anyway. Independent retailers across the land will be very concerned about uh, ensuring that they can uh, see a rush before Christmas. And of course, hospitality, Lord only knows, Ben, you know, the, the, the Christmas parties, I can imagine most employers I speak to have made decisions not to have Christmas parties, not just because of social distancing issues um, and, and whether or not it's the responsible thing to do, but also because so many colleagues have lost their jobs. It just doesn't seem to be right to be celebrating with those that still have kept them this year. That's certainly the, the attitude some are taking. The Christmas parties are um, a bang to take a hit, even if um, business is open for them. I mean, I've yet to take a decision on the, the, the annual Human Results Christmas party. Small gathering, though it always was. But uh, I, I do like to... To, to have one, uh, especially in a year where we've just seen so little of each other in the flesh, just been via Teams calls. So it would be nice to to have something, you know, that might have to be some kind of online meeting instead and see if I can do something to uh, make it worthwhile for staff to meet me uh, for a chat sometime in more of a social setting. Well, one thing I was listening to the other day is commercial property. They're very, very worried about commercial property because obviously everybody's taking a hit. Landlords are, tenants are. Where do you expect that to be next year? Because obviously the value's going to drop. Do you expect a spike in people buying commercial property or do you think it's going to bottom out? Do you think we're going to end up with a lot of empty properties? My wife's a commercial property lawyer has been bombed out busy at times this year. Look, I think that in times of deep recession, property lawyers can be busy simply because they're moving people's portfolios around to better interest rates and lower lower borrowing costs. You know, as my office, as you know, is is serviced offices in a in a large building at the e-innovation centre here. And and we've had tenants leaving and we've had other people moving in. People are moving, people are uh, people are moving to smaller premises, bigger premises. Uh, the pandemic is having impact positively on some businesses and negatively in others. And um if you've got an online retail business, you've probably never been so busy and uh, you might need extra space. If you realise that everybody's working from home and you're looking for a hub and a, a hot desk arrangement and you're looking to downsize the real estate, then you're moving because of that. So I think the market's moving. Whether we see a, 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 an impact on the value of property, I think it will depend very much on the nature of that property. I wouldn't like to be, uh, you know, obviously companies like Intu um, that went into administration. I mean, they, you know, the, the big shopping centres, the, the tenants in those shopping centres uh, are, uh, are are in pain, aren't they? So, yeah, you know, yeah. your uh, traditional department stores, your high street shops, your familiar faces, there's bound to be some shopping centres that have suffered hugely and their tenants have gone into liquidation or have been seeking significant rent reductions. All I would say is, is that long term, we're a small island and um, and property prices, if you're in it for the long game, tend to firm up and come back. So if you're in it for the long game, uh, don't panic. If you've got office space and it's in your pension fund, you're in it for the long game. So don't panic. Maybe look at 
changing what your offering is and you know, look for smaller units within the buildings, you know, because there's always people looking to for space. You just might have to diversify. I, I'm actually off to the farm shop in a moment. Uh, I don't really fancy going into the supermarket. Do you see people starting to head back to the farm shops away from the supermarkets during the, lock, the second lockdown? Yeah, I, I would imagine some are. Uh, I, I would hope so as well, Ben. I don't think that um, there's a lot of people who've just felt uncomfortable all year from going to the supermarket. So and have and have or have got very used to the convenience of the click and collect or the the, the home deliveries. And also, um, just remember having found independent retailers locally who've who've gone into home deliveries and have been delivering what people want um that their people are going to continue with it i mean we used to find that uh, milkman always let us down because they were never delivering milk uh, at a time of day when we needed it but um early on in the pandemic somebody promised us that the milk would be on the doorstep at, uh, by six o'clock in the morning when we did need it and and they've not let us down and they you know, they supply us with milk, orange juice, and indeed bread and croissants and things like that if we want it, you know. So, you know, you, you, you give the consumer what they want and the consumer will give you some loyalty back. So we're continuing to use those independent suppliers that can give us what we, what we want. So I hope that's that's going to continue to help local businesses and, um, and just help maintain their relevance. And one thing I've noticed, you know, during the height of lockdown, a number of pubs in Telford um, and probably a few restaurants as well um, started uh, doing takeaway service and they kept going right through the period when they were open and able to serve people. And while sometimes I think they were too busy to do takeaways, they're all, they're all, uh, committing to continuing that service and I think that's great in a town where frankly if you didn't like Chinese curry or uh, fish and chips or pizza if you got fed up with it it's not a matter of like I eat everything as you know Ben but sometimes you tire of it and want something a bit different so it's great that uh, there's four or five pubs at least now in Telford if not more that that will do you a decent uh, a decent meal? It's funny you mentioned the milkman. We've just gone back to the milkman as well for our milk and juice and pan of chocolates rather than the croissants themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Alistair, thank you very much, sir, for joining us today. It's an update. Yeah, I've been a little bit upbeat, although it is a difficult time. So if they need your furloughing services, which, which I never thought you'd be saying you're an expert in furloughing. We've had to be, Ben. Yeah, we can help you with furlough. I would just say, obviously, those people who've, Maybe they, because of the, uh, the the current circumstances, they feel that they have to, time to put people on furlough, especially those who haven't been on furlough. Just remember, uh, you do need to get agreement in writing. It, it, it is a variation of people's contracts of employment. Don't rely on the ambiguity of whether somebody's acquiesced to it. Actually, get get a furlough leave letter signed at an early stage. Just on a final note, though, Ben, you know, I think it's, you know, this is a wider point, but I've seen this year, you know, a lot of businesses have started up this year. A lot of those businesses have started up by people out of necessity because they've lost their jobs. Those people will be looking to fall back on relationships they had with their previous employ with their previous employers, customers and suppliers and their customers marketplace. Really, this is a message to those employers who've had to let people go for goodness sake do make sure that you've had a proper 
look at your contractual arrangements. Restrictive covenants can work. I know in the case of redundancy, it's, it can get more difficult, but do protect your goodwill where you can. And if you're a business startup employing people because you're going great guns, you, you know, you've got an online business that's expanding, whatever that sector may be that's doing well, again, um, look to ensure that people have um, very clear contractual terms that protects your, your goodwill, your customer lists, your confidential data your intellectual property, so that you can ensure that um, that you don't lose your business overnight. Sombre note, but if the fact is in recession, that kind of litigation tends to, uh, tends to pick up again. And far too often, as an advisor, you have to advise people that the prospects of successfully enforcing those covenants are not as good as they could have been had they been properly drafted in the first place. So it's an investment worth looking at. You're right. You always give great advice. So please do see Callister's website, humanresults.co.uk. Please do subscribe to this podcast. It's a very popular podcast that is obviously picking up uh, subscribers all the time. And we are giving, giving out as much information as we can about different areas. Thank you once again for joining us, Alistair, today. It's okay, Ben. Well, hopefully, hopefully be able to look at other things uh, as, far as, uh, as far as the usual autumn updates next time. Yeah, we're still uh, waiting for this. We're still waiting for this legal update. It's uh, it's uh, the, the fact is everything's just gets overshadowed by the the, the the harsh reality that we're all in. We we haven't had quite the same statute and uh, and reportable case law worth really getting our teeth into. Uh, I think, however, we'll we'll wait to see what happens with uh, hopefully a deal with Brexit at some point before Christmas, and then we'll see what that means. But I don't think it'll make much difference in the short term. Yeah. I think one thing we could promise though, Alistair, is that your legal update will definitely be out before the US election sorted. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening, everybody. Please do subscribe. Thanks, Alistair. Cheers. Thank you.